Check, check. Could you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. A one, two, three, four. Check one. A check, 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 check. Check, 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 Are we good? Check, check, check. I think we're good. Who cares? It's August. August sucks. Salvageable, a Utah jazz podcast, part of our own independent, nobody can tell us what the f*** to do, network, with me, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, Sarah Todd, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. I'm so hot. <laughs> yeah, I look you're so, I look you're so, so good hot. Right now. <laughs> I look so good right now. I'm ready to give it my all. Greg, the NBA schedule was released, and... The Jazz did it with a bang? A flash bang that caused multiple seizures. Are we talking about... I wonder, because like we've been talking about it via messaging, but the video that they released with the schedule release on yeah. the Jazz social pages, was that like the one where it was like phone-based? And then it was yeah. like who are you dating and like what are you up to it was like they tried to mishmash a bunch of apps yeah they together. tried to like do like a three minute long you up video and it ended up just being like super busy and nobody should ever be exposed to that much uh that much highlighter yellow and you know like i couldn't finish it because i didn't want to start foaming at the mouth yeah i was watching and I was confused about what was actually happening in the video because like, if you weren't told that it was a schedule release video, I think that you would be very confused. Yeah, it it was, it was very weird. I, I still don't really understand it, but I don't have to. <laughs> there was like, and they tried to like make fun of like the windy thing where they were like, oh, what's going on with the Utah jazz? And it's like, no, you guys don't get it. That, that actually meant you guys were being blown up and all the bad things were happening to the yeah, Utah jazz. That it, wasn't a good thing. It just, you, you can't turn it into a good thing. It just seemed like there was just so much like weird cognitive dissonance throughout the whole thing too. Like there wasn't like a real, uh, coherent kind of angle to it. I don't know. I think the whole rebrand has been a huge mess and this just seems to be like the latest uh, iteration of it. So at least they're on brand with a bad rebrand. Um, yeah. I mean, I just don't want to like pile on them too much. The, uh, <laughs> I feel bad because like the jazz social team, the jazz team store, the ja like everyone they're good that's folks. involved, they're good folks. And also like they've had such uh an uphill battle all summer right right yeah absolutely yeah they and they unfortunately have had to be the the bearer of bad news i know and i don't i i and i i really don't mean to like kill the messenger right um but that doesn't mean that it's good no it, it wasn't and good it's just as far as the schedule goes to like i just don't really care that much about like schedule announcements because like 
ultimately each team will play every other team a minimum of two times and every single fan base will claim their schedule is rigged and the nba is against them and that's why things are so hard and it's we we do this same song and dance every year i don't care play the games i mean that's what i care about i do i mean i get excited about the schedule announcement number one for personal reasons, obviously, because it means you're going back to work. The schedule gets released, and I know what the next yeah. you know, few months of my life are going to look like. Right, where, that, where that makes sense for me. I'm staying at home and I'm watching the games. For example, I know that on my birthday this year, I'll be spending not one but two games in Oklahoma City. So that's real <laughs> fun for everyone. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it's good enough for Lou Dort, it's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I, I enjoy looking at the schedule in terms uh, – if it's a good team. Because, yeah. like, the Jazz, when we knew that they were going to be good multiple seasons, looking at the schedule and seeing, like, oh, that's going to be a tough stretch. Or, like, right. oh, that's a rough, like, back-to-back on the road. And kind of bunching up games and looking at what parts of the schedule will be easier. When it's – the Jazz will possibly be in a rebuild and maybe won't make the playoffs, then, like, the schedule doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't I mean, and there's a part of me that's like kind of excited about watching a team with no expectations. And you know what? If the Jazz do end up blowing everything up and like go full tank, then give me the hardest schedule in the league. Right. Well, I mean, and that's that's why I think the the front the front part of that schedule like made me laugh when I saw it because it's November's the, brutal. The first 10 of 11 games are all against Western Conference contenders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, the, the Jazz are going to be lucky if they they get five or six wins uh, in November. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're going to get their ass kicked. It is a hundred percent possible they start out the season one and ten. Yep, awesome. I love it, and that would make me laugh really hard. It'll be uh, great. It's, it's weird because also, like, I I I want to remind fans that they need to evaluate will hardy not based on results yeah i mean the guy's not the the guy's not gonna come out and like be super uh yes i mean he might be effective as i don't know if that's the right word but he probably isn't gonna win a bunch of games right off the bat no and that's okay yeah that's why i think i mean like a lot of people got like so uh like a lot of Houston fans got really heated with Steven Silas over the last couple of seasons. And it's like the guy had nothing to work with. Like he's yeah, just you, trying to develop to... players. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I if mean... you can keep, if you can keep some young guys happy while they're losing a ton of games, like that, that speaks volumes. Perfect. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Like right now, if I'm a jazz fan, um, I look at this schedule and a, I think like, I don't, it doesn't really look like Donovan's going to be on this roster. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you look at, uh, the jazz went from what, like 20, 26 or something. Yeah. National 20, TV games. 26 last year national games last, to last season to four. They do not have a single game planned for ESPN e- or, or ABC. ABC. Yeah, which like seems to me the only thing you can really glean off of that is the NBA is planning on Utah being really bad. Yeah, they a hundred percent plan on them sucking. Like, which fine, which, which like which great. means all the all the odds makers, all the like prime time, like all the ESPN, ABC, TNT, like all the big wigs that are like choosing which primetime games are going to be on their networks from the NBA schedule are also like, yeah, fuck the Jazz, like they're going to suck. 
Yeah, which great. And but you know, with and this, hilariously, I would just... hilariously, the only TNT game that they're slated for is when is the, the Knicks the Knicks visit Vivint. For now, why would Utah <laughs> do that? <laughs> yeah, unlike going on with the Jazz. So, like, I mean, it's just it's clear. It's like the. And it's funny because I had people in like my Twitter mentions that were like, oh, I can't believe like the the scheduling people are even allowed nah, to do this. They're, they're like, against us. It's, it's, it's tampering. And it's like, well, actually, the NBA doesn't govern the schedule making people at ESPN <laughs> and TNT like they that they can't charge them with tampering like jazz fans. You got it. I mean, I know this is this is asking the world of jazz fans, but you got to get over the the persecution complex, folks. I know that's not going to happen, but I just have to like speak it into reality. I mean, it makes e- me feel better. ESPN and TNT, like Turner and Disney scheduling uh, people, yeah. ha- are can be charged by the NBA with tampering as much as you can, Greg. Like, yeah, we're allowed it's, to and say just, and do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. I do have a question though. That was posed by Matt, our wonderful Smashing Pumpkins loving producer. Sure. Um, <laughs> is it possible the schedule will move uh, a trade, the trade, uh, quicker? Do you think that's, that's I don't a possibility think, now? I don't think, I mean, I do I think that there's a possibility that like there's someone at Turner that also might know like Ty Sullivan, Donovan Mitchell's agent and Leon Rose and other people right. involved. Like, sure. Of course, all these people have friends in all the high places. Right. Yep. Um, but I, I just like, don't, it's one game from TNT. And so it's yeah. a blip on their radar. It's a blip on the NBA's radar as far as the NBA is mm-hmm. concerned this year. And so no one really cares. And the jazz can still take as much time as they want. Yeah, I still fully expect Donovan uh, to be traded before training camp. That's 100%. just me. Yeah. We'll see what ends up happening. But again, I keep saying this all the time that Danny Ainge has played the long game in the past, and that's what he's doing here. And again, I expect a deal to be made before training camp, but it might be on the very last day at the very last minute. Who knows? Yeah, Matt, what's Matt, up? You got something to say? Yeah, at least like for me, like if I, I don't know, I have no obvious front office experience, but if I'm the jazz front office and I see this brutal November, like early, uh, late October, November, like in the back of my head, am I just like, well, got to dump them sooner than later. Of course, like the, what Greg was saying about getting rid of Donovan, like before training camp or, or during, obviously that I would put my money on that, but if I'm the front office, am I looking at the schedule and being like, yep, definitely has to happen. You know what I mean? I think it could be a factor. I don't know how big of a factor it would be, but yeah, I think that we would be silly not to, not to look at how difficult things are and be like, well, we should probably make a decision on what we're going to do now because shit's about to hit the fan in November. Do we try to build or do our, or do we just embrace the tank? I I just don't think that they care about the schedule like in that way. I think, I think that any decisions they they have made or are going to make with the roster, basically those decisions are already made. They're not waiting for the schedule to be to dictate when they're going to do something. Like these conversations have been had for over a year. Like like every single team, uh, if they're thinking about trading someone, 
it's not like that comes up just out of the blue during the off season in which it happens. Like these wheels have been turning. And so a schedule is not going to come out and they're going to be like, well, it's going to look bad if we let them sit around. Like, no, they're not, they're not worried about that. Especially because it's Donovan Mitchell, like, you know, 25, 26. What is he now? Is he 26? Let's double check. We should know. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. He's still really He's still 25. He's a baby. Uh, He's a child. September 7th, he will be 26. So, yeah, 26. Like, if he were to play through a rough stretch on a bad jazz team, no one's going to think that Donovan Mitchell's stock has gone down. Like, that's not going to affect trade value. And so I just don't think that the front office is taking into account the schedule at all. Yeah. Um. What what else from the skit? Oh, also fun to mention that um, the only other teams that do not have ABC or ESPN games are the Thunder, the Pistons, the Magic, three of the four worst teams in the NBA for the last two years. Yeah, not looking good for our boys <laughs> if that's the case. So that's the company that the Jazz are keeping this year. We love a tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the one game that I'm kind of excited about though is the Jazz go and play uh, Minnesota in second Minnesota, game of the season, October 21st. They play Rudy, and then Rudy comes back. I think early December. That'll be great. I'll get tickets to that game. Um, sure, gonna miss the big fella. Yeah, it's gonna be so weird um, to see him in a it's, Timberwolves it's... jersey, like actually on the court. Oh. There, it's gonna be fun though, man. Like I'm. The Wolves are I'm, gonna be great. I'm, I'm legitimately so very excited. We will do our season preview where we we pick playoff teams and awards and league pass teams and, and all that in the future. Um so stick around for I mean, I think it's no secret. We've said it before. We're all ready to watch the Wolves yeah, on League Pass. The Wolves though. are gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's the tease. That is the amuse bouche. Yeah. That um, you get. Oh god, well, that's also the thing. It's like when the schedule gets comes out, I'm just like I'm ready for the next NBA season now. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, to go. I'm excited. I'm excited at least for that. Like it's you know it's like it's like when you you string all the lights up and put the tree up before before Christmas. I start doing that as soon as absolutely. Well, I know, possible. but you're not normal. You're a freak. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's that's what happens. That's that's why in August I'm excited about the NBA season, and in October I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. But you um, seem are you not a thing? You you strike me as somebody who really loves Halloween, though. I do love Halloween. You know, Colin is really anti Halloween, and it's really? incredibly annoying. It's oh, so it's annoying. so fun. Yeah, it's, especially like, now that I now that he I doesn't want to dress up. He's his favorite thing. Colin doesn't want to dress up for Halloween because he hates fun. <sighs> he's sitting right here so it's just maybe funny that phd I get to talk stands shit. for pretty huge dumbass <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it does dr yeah. killjoy hey, colin. over here colin greg said that phd stands for pretty huge dumbass <laughs> and then he flexed on you <laughs> just dunked on him from half court how does that feel uh, NBA jam style, just tomahawked it right on his head. I love I love when I'm potting next to him because I have headphones on, so he can't hear what's happening. <laughs> um, what else? What else is going on in the world of the jazz? Oh, there's um, no new streaming options, which sucks. 
Right. So I do. I've got some information on that that uh, we got from. Uh, I hate it. Team officials. Um. So basically, the AT and T contract that had them like locked up since what was it? Matt, take a screenshot. Two thousand nine. <laughs> um. Was. Uh, there there were like layers in that contract where like if they were going to extend it like to a certain point then it still prevented them from having any outside negotiations with other like partners for the future until about like two weeks ago and so now for the first time the jazz are actually able to negotiate with another partner and so Basically, the the long and short of it is like, yes, next season is still going to be the same. Fubo, um, they're going to be on AT and T Sportsnet. Yeah, so like the same. I don't want to have to pay eighty dollars a month just just to watch jazz games, right? Um, and so that's the thing that's going to be available right now. What is to come later, and what sounds actually promising and is good is that like, yes, they are in negotiations with other companies to create some sort of streaming service. Uh-huh. And it's not just going to be like a one for all. Like they're looking at options where they can like bring in people the same way that they do with ticket packages. So like, do well, you want to, do you want to just like watch 40 games or do you want to just do weekend packages or do you just want to pay per game? Like those are going to be options that they're looking at. So Good. that so that fans can have, you know, flexibility because not everyone wants to pay for 82 games. Right. Um, and so that's that's good. And it sounds like that this upcoming 2022, 23 season will be the last um, as far as the TV deal and not having options goes. So a, no. a non a non update with hope for a future better update. Well, was very funny. Congratulations, YouTube TV! You just made hundreds of dollars off my subscription. Yeah, Uh, it's very funny to me that the the jazz they did have like a focus group, and they had like fifty people in a focus group, and they said that it was like target demographic. So I'm 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 believing that that's so a lot of Tadens and Cadens and Jadens. Right, exactly. I'm I'm sick. I'm thinking that it's like uh, a lot of young, younger than millennial boys is what I'm thinking that it is. And awesome. they said that they asked the group like who here has watched uh, jazz games like via an illegal stream and literally all of the hands every go single up. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was funny, too, because like uh, I've never done anything like that. They were they were like shocked by that. And I was like, really? <laughs> You're everyone's watching everyone's watching everything on an illegal stream it's always happening i thought that ryan smith was like a tech genius yeah this is a this is a this is on the business side of things though so maybe they gotta get some of those call tricks people in there yeah man <laughs> i don't know make a survey that's kind of what you do right <laughs> um so I don't know. I, I don't really care about the TV thing because technically it's not no, an Because I don't have to worry about it because I go to the games and I got to ask no, the players I mean, all sorts of big time questions. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for my job. Um, <laughs> I just mean that there's no update. So that's why it's, yeah. like, it's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah, it sucks for a fan, but at least there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel. It 
there there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Also, uh, speaking of which, it was I laughed so hard when the report came out that the Knicks are talking to the Jazz again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it seems like you up seems to be the uh, the, the pervasive theme of this episode. It's just funny because, like, I just think that I just I'm just not of the belief that like these the <clears throat> these things ever end really or stop. begin. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think that it's just the the need for news is so intense, and that's because like the NBA off season is so much longer than it's than we so all. Long. It's so long, especially like if the team goes out like the Jazz did in like the first or the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Like we haven't just, had bas- meaning ba- meaningful basketball since May. Yeah, and so it's just going on and on and on. <laughs> So, like, to have a you up story really like make so waves funny. is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, whatever. And I guess like the new thing, at least that that it's been, it was reported uh, by our good friend Andy Larson on Spence Checkit show that like there may be other teams in the mix. Maybe that's a rumor that's being started to kind of like get the wheels turning. Who knows? But all I will say is like if you are trying to move a player having competition is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, and if there are multiple suitors who are interested in the services of one Donovan Mitchell, well then you could get yourself into a bidding war. And if Danny Ainge wants a huge haul that, uh, bodes well for him. Yeah. I mean, I can say the same thing that the, there are absolutely multiple teams who are interested in Donovan Mitchell and have made those interests known to the jazz. And so, which is good. He's a good player. He can help a lot of teams. He is. And and you know what? I listen. I still think that the most likely path is the Knicks, right? Like agreed. They can, they can put together the best package, but it doesn't mean that they can put together the only interesting package. Like absolutely. The way we're, we're looking at it from like the confines of like the type of picks that the Knicks have at their disposal to give the jazz and like other teams could give uh, equally good picks if they just went deeper into the pick well, right? Right. And so the Jazz could then take those picks that are way down outside of the rebuild window and flip those for actual players and then like give those picks to other teams that'll be rebuilding again in the next five to ten years. Like all yep. of these things, it's all so cyclical. It's just it's fake assets that like you're just flipping to try to get the next best thing. And so Cri- I, it's, it's crypto picks. Exactly. It is. <laughs> what just, okay. Well think of these future draft picks as uh pictures of monkeys. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to go down this road. That aren't necessarily tangible, but have some sort of value. They're not tangible, they're but they like are the, fungible. They're, they're like, they're like the, they're like the jerseys that you buy uh, in your my career create a player NBA 2K journey. I just want to be on the record saying this is an anti NFT podcast. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Do you know what NFT stands for the Jazz? No <laughs> titles. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Greg has flexed so many times during this pod today. I love this. I'm on a roll. 
I know I said that I was going to be low effort, but I can only bring it. It's my it's my one setting. Um, I did also want to say because we've been off the air, we took a week off. Number one, because there wasn't really much to talk about, and number two, we all need a nice break because you know we're doing this pod for free. So don't forget to show us some love, but also because. Uh, I headed out to California, but the day before I left Utah, I went and met up with one cool guy, solstice owner. The sweetest baby boy. Jordan Clarkson. Mr. June 7th. A senior June 7th, and uh, he looked cool as hell, as always, and... It was really cool because I went to one of his basketball camps and I I didn't realize until I got there that it's like a full family affair. And so like his oh, dad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hell his yeah. dad basically like runs the actual camp. That um, rocks. Actually. And, I love that. Yeah. And his dad, Mike, is like, well, has been like a longtime coach his whole life as well as like uh, being like a military guy. And so he's just... Uh, kind of the perfect guy to like run a basketball camp and he's like so good with the younger kids i like watched oh, him talking to him it was really really cool um his mom and his stepmom are both there and <clears throat> they're wrangling kids and like putting up banners and balloons and handing out shirts and jerseys and uh jordan's brother bear is there and he's like kind of running the business side but then also like getting in on like games of knockout with some of the kids and stuff too and so it's like very very cool to like watch the Clarkson family just like run these camps. And, and so I talked to Jordan for a little bit afterwards and kind of just like to get his feel on what's been going on during the summer. And he's kind of in the same position that everyone else is, or it's like he's under contract. So it's not like he has a decision to make, but he's also like, I mean, I'm just going to wait and see, like I can't do anything. So like, why am I going to worry about it? And so and he understands the situation that like if they get rid of Donovan that like he's probably next on the chopping block and he could end up right. somewhere else and he um but like he he's still, said still going out there and and doing it and helping kids out yeah that, he's still, still holding rules. a basketball camp in Farmington right yeah like and he also had uh like Will Hardy went over to the camp that morning and oh great um met up with Jordan like in person and sat with him and like talked to him and his dad for a bit and like got to know them. And so that was like a cool thing to happen. And Jordan said like, I really like him. His actual word was like, I said, okay, tell me like for real, what do you think of Will? And he was like, Oh, he's tight. He's real, real he's tight. tight. Yeah. You, you know, some, you know, <laughs> a coach is held in high regard when his players <laughs> describe him as tight. Yeah, he's tight. He's real the tight. The adjective we all used in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, and Jordan was like, you know what? I like my teammates. I like Utah. Like, I've never been unhappy here, and there's no reason that I would want to leave. But, like, I want to switch him. He's like, I can't do anything, and so I'm just going to keep going as this, this is the scenario, and when it changes, I'll change. Yeah. Matt just made a good point. It's not just like these are other players who are saying that Jordan Clarkson is tight, but like the premier cool guy of the league is saying you're tight. Yeah, Will Hardy's going to hang that up. Like, like <laughs> yeah. this is this is a guy that's on like every best dress list and like is is like 
one of the legitimate cool guys in the NBA. Right. You know, if you're doing a cool guy power rankings, he may not be the number one cool guy, but he's like, he's part of the conversation, like a legitimate cool guy. If that guy's saying you're tight. Yeah. You're, you're tight. tight. <laughs> yeah. 100% you are. Um, you are one of those uh, rubber band balls. That's how tight you are. Yeah, you're you're toy like a toyga. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. You got you got anything else, Matt? You have anything you want to say? No, good. I do have just <laughs> one thing um, that we kind of need to just shift gears and shift tones. And absolutely, uh, I wanted to just give a uh, an an RIP to to john english he was at germs guy on twitter he's a longtime jazz fan like member of, of jazz twitter really beloved guy by lots and lots of people he was the co-host of the jedi and germs pod a pod that i've been on multiple times um all around really good guy um unfortunately passed away a couple of days ago and we want to send our our deepest sympathies to his friends and his family um I have retweeted a, if you look at my timeline, there is a GoFundMe to help with funeral costs as well as, uh, you know, uh, funds for his family. He was the main breadwinner there. And uh, it's just, it's just really sad. And all I can really say is that we've got to do a better job of taking care of our people while they're here. Reach out, tell your people that you love them. Um, You don't know the kind of effect that can have on people. Uh, and it's, it's much better to do that than to have to, uh, refer to people in the past tense. Absolutely. And I mean, also to like anyone out there that like might be struggling and, you know, might be thinking anything less than like absolutely positive and sunny thoughts. Like we're all in this with you. And like, there are people that care about you. My D my DMS are legitimately always open. Absolutely. All of us. I I don't know. I I don't know if I'll ever have, I'll have the right answers. No. Um, but I'm a thousand percent willing to listen at all times. Yeah. And just like exactly as you said, Greg, take care of our people while they're here and, and let people know that you love them and that you care about them. Yeah. And on that, you guys know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, download. Uh, check out the links that Greg was talking about. You can follow him at Dad Sham Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. You can follow our producer, Matt, at uh, who cares? It's probably in the show notes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> also, to, to go along, I'm glad you brought up show notes. I will be putting the GoFundMe link in the show awesome. notes. Thank so. you oh, so cool. much. So. Exactly. That too. Um, check out the Unsalvageable Twitter page. It's at unsalvageables, plural. Send us a, an email, unsalvageablepod at gmail.com. Do all the things, and we will talk to you next time. I'm super fun. I'm yeah. Super fun yeah. Guy. Colin thinks Very he's fun really fun. Great. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Perfect. Hi, Colin. I love you.